You're on. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and more good afternoon, too. And it's hot outside here in Kansas City, and I will assume in Kansas City. I would assume, let me correct that, I get so into the show me state, but we forgot about the second largest city, St. Louis. Okay. Yes, sir. You know, no domain, but you only got Trish. Okay. Well, the rest of them are supposed to be uh, ready, and her number is uh, 816-878-3546. 3546? Yeah, 3546. Oh, okay. Yeah. We got uh, Tish on, right? Again, my name is Christina Taylor. I am a native Kansas Cityan. 
And I have done many things. It seems as if I have lived a lifetime uh, or multiple lifetimes in this one lifetime. Um, but I um, currently, um, as MC stated, I do have my law degree. Um, I graduated from the University of Kansas School of Law back in 1999. And so I do help aspiring and early stage entrepreneurs and business owners. Um, making sure that they launch and they have their legal foundation intact. So I serve as a business um, consultant to up-and-coming entrepreneurs and those that are growing. But in addition to that, I'm also in the education sector, and so I serve as a consultant after spending about 15 years in the classroom teaching elementary, middle school, and high school. Um, I do various um business consulting teachers with educational institutions and organizations that fund and support them as well. And I also am the co-founder of a nonprofit called Elements of Education Kansas City, where I seek to support, inspire, honor, and connect black females in the education space. In addition to that, I'm an advocate and a board member of several organizations here in the Kansas City metro area, one being KKFI 90.1 FM, a community radio station. Also, I sit on the board of Uzazi Village, which concerns itself with uh, African-American women and infant and mortality health and well-being. And I am a former board member of the Blue Hills Neighborhood Association, where I served as vice president of that organization. So I'm, I'm inbred, ingrained, connected to the Kansas City community. I absolutely love it, and um, I sow into it so that we can see it continue to grow and be a place that people want to live and raise their families. Well, thank you very much. And do we have Mr. Jermaine Hamilton, Jordan? Nope. Nope. Okay. Nope. We have another dynamic lady that was here first. Uh, this young lady I've been knowing for a few years, and instead of me trying to tell all the things you're involved in, why don't you assist our audience, uh, Ms. Mitchell? Hello. Thank you so much for having me on today. I really appreciate the opportunity, and as you've indicated, I've known Mr. Richardson for a number of joyous years, and it's always a pleasure to interact and um, have the opportunity to conduct business with him. So, yeah, my name is Trish Mitchell. I'm a native of Kansas City, born and raised here. Um, and as you indicated, I guess I could be considered what they call a serial entrepreneur. Um, I run multiple businesses um, where I support, um, uplift, encourage, and inspire um, everyone that I possibly can. And I have a heart for the African American community. And so with that, one of the businesses I launched in January is a publication called All Black Everything Magazine. And that magazine is available in digital and print form. And that magazine is designed to um, advertise, um, support, uplift, and encourage black-owned businesses, talent, and creatives um, in Kansas City and throughout the country. Actually, I've had many, many small business owners that have advertised in the magazine. Uh, my most recent publication, I had the joy and honor of interviewing Tamika Palmer, who is Breonna Taylor's mother, and Breonna Taylor graced the cover of that magazine. Um, it is a quarterly publication, and I'm super excited to be able to offer um, advertising for free for those in the community that are doing awesome things. Um, in addition to that, I'm also a playwright, so I write, direct, and produce live theater right here in Kansas City. I'm always looking for local talent. Um, I do have a publication that was pushed out due to COVID, but it's opening September 17th of this year, and I'm super excited about that. Um, I have a youth activewear line that is designed to help eradicate childhood obesity and juvenile diabetes. Um, it's called Go Baby Go, and the idea is to get kids away from their electronic devices and out and more active. Um, and then um, during the COVID period, I became a certified life coach, and I just received my certification in cognitive behavioral therapy, and I offer life coaching services at no cost to those who have lost their jobs to to the pandemic. 
And so uh, I'm super excited about uh, one of my ventures called Ish Eyewear, um, where I create and design a stylish and fashionable, affordable eyewear for the entire family, men, women, and children. And it's been an awesome run because it does um, help people to feel and look their best. You know, when you look good, you feel good. And so, um, so many people with self-esteem issues wear ish eyewear and it just gives them a boost of confidence. And so all of the things combined that I do um, are designed to help and inspire in some way. And I'm just super excited to be here to talk about it. Okay, thank you very much. And we will continue on the same topic. If you just tune in, you listen to Guess Who's Coming to Kansas City, and that is via Ferguson USA Hot Talk Radio.com, as well on YouTube, it's on uh, Facebook, it's also on Smart and iPhone, as well if you want to retrieve any of our shows, you go to Ferguson USA Hot Talk Radio on the webpage and the homepage, and the podcast uh, archives. You can get that. But in the meantime, you two ladies, we need for you to make sure I get the right spelling. You need to send headshots to, who is that, Mr. Uh, Ira? Ira Uh, that's, uh, that's 314 But who do they need to send the headshots to? That's fine. Send them to Ira, please. Send them to the station. Send them to me at Ira. Ira. R-A-F-O-W-L-K-E-S at Yahoo.com. Okay. Ladies, we want you to showcase you. Another thing I like for both you ladies, we don't have Jermaine on yet, do we? No. Okay. There is one of the show and one of the projects that the United Minority Media Association is working on is Ketcher, Arkansas. That were incident happened back there in Justice back in 1923. There is a young man who is working on his PhD, and I hope the two ladies have something they can write down the numbers. If you do, I'll start. His name is Michael Anthony. His number is 501 Four seven two seven three five zero, and it's a young lady. She is the grandniece of this lady who was murdered, and back on December twenty eighth, nineteen twenty three. So we talk about a century, and this young lady by the name is Linda Griffin. She's entertaining company this week and next week, but she has all kind of information at 406-539-9860. If that's not correct, just call me and I'll get you the right one. But we want you, they can send you a bunch of information. Both of you ladies, what they're talking about, Miss Mitchell, that several people are talking about writing books. We heard about Black Wall Street in Tulsa. We also heard about Elaine, Arkansas. But these is an opportunity, and probably not only to you, uh, Attorney Taylor, but to you, Ms. Mitchell, you're working on a movie. This could be the potential of a movie, but once you get in contact with people, they'll fill you in with information. Now, both of you are outstanding young ladies, and I, I guess we might well say, I don't know if you and Scott, uh, disagree, but it looks like this is the year of the woman and the black woman. Oh, and yeah. <laughs> y'all, y'all not afraid to say it. it's not true, right? Not at all. I've actually just said it myself. Really? <laughs> <laughs> so, so did I. On my radio program today, uh, MC, I was talking, uh, and I know ladies have agreed, that right now in, uh, in Congress, uh, in the White House, that the the white, the, the black female, the Democrats in office, and they had a commitment to the to those to those black females, and at this point they've been reacquired. If the last you want to do is give life to a black woman, you don't catch hell in the end if you do. Am I right, ladies? That is absolutely correct. Absolutely, we just were able to see 
Vice President Kamala Harris last night on BET addressing some of the issues that um, the administration promised to address um, at the start of their administration, but they have made little headway so far on those issues. So we are looking forward to them making more headway, but also holding them accountable and responsible to those who have put them in office, for sure. Let me piggyback off of that. Uh, normally in February and March, and March is Women's History Month, I have made the statement several times that the two free people in America are the white male and the black female. The reason being why the white female is not up to every other, he put on such a pedestal that he enslaved her. But the sisters have found a way to work. And you know, you sisters, y'all get involved in this all the time. And when you want something done, and I know the sisters won't disagree with me, Mr. R. folks, Mr. Um, Owen, Scott Owen, is that they make things have more detail, they get involved in things. And is that true, women? Oh, yes. Yeah, I think so, most definitely. I mean, I'm not sure if that just comes from us naturally being nurturers and we naturally have um, the things that we are passionate about um, and, and we put our feet to the concrete to try and get so much done. And, I mean, I can see some of what this current administration has done in terms of, for example, uh, making Juneteenth a national holiday. And while I applaud that, I feel like they've um, kind of skipped over several things, including um, you don't hear much talk of reparations and um, stopping police violence and um, voting rights, you know, what they're trying to do to our voting rights, and then, you know, not even talking about race in schools anymore. So there's a lot of work that still needs to be done, and I think a lot of it is going to fall to the women, uh, unfortunately, to lead the charge and get a lot of this stuff done, if nothing else, make sure that it stays on the radar. Well, let me say that in case some people just tune in, identify yourself, or I introduce you when we on the top of the show, but just uh, who people know, or they will know, who's really talking at that particular time. And that was, who, who was the last person that so eloquently put uh, her words together? That was Trish. That was Trish Mitchell. Oh, Okay. Continue to work and we have to continue. 
continue the fight. And so what I'm doing is keeping the names of those that have fallen victim alive. Sadly, it feels like we're just rotating those names out because we continue to have issues and we continue to hear about these unjust killings by law enforcement. And so it's really important for me to make sure that those like Elijah McClain and George Floyd and Breonna Taylor and all those that have fallen victim, their names continue to be on our mouth. And so that is the whole way that the magazine is um, infiltrating the black community and getting that information out there and keeping people aware um, of what's going on and the things that we need to know so that we can elevate ourselves as a whole, as a community. You know, Mr. Oh, Mr. Folks, uh, oh, I don't mean to cut you off, but we always talk about the difference between Kansas City women and the St. Louis woman. We used to hear that a St. Louis woman wore a diamond ring, and they really worked or supported their male companion. And I know I'll get some type of talk from the two ladies who was natives of Kansas City on that subject. And I'll, before they get ready, before they get wound up, go ahead and add something that I might have left out. Well, well, you know, uh, when I worked in Kansas City, you know, here in St. Louis, uh, I was uh, uh, women in, across the state. I'm very because I travel the state with my chamber. Uh, all aggressive, and all articulate, and they all. Uh, uh, as I think you said early on, they all are nurturers of, of, of their communities and their families, and and the things that they that they that they, that they care about. And, and that is uh, their men. Uh, they care about their families, and you know, naturally they care about their community, and they're very adamant about it. I would absolutely, Miss Christina, I would absolutely agree with that for sure. You know, behind every great man is a great woman. And one of the things that I think we have been able to do in um, Kansas City, in St. Louis, and really the world over is that we have not minded. We have walked alongside, behind, in front of, um, in collaboration with the black man, understanding and knowing that our liberation and our freedom is inextricably uh, connected to one another. We all are struggling to be free, stay free, get free, and we can't do that independent of one another, that we only get there together. And so um, that's where our loyalty and our love rest and reside with our men, with our sisters, and with our families, for sure. You know, you see, I would be remiss, okay, if I didn't say this, in the last uh, uh, 20, uh, 20, uh, 10, 15 years, I would say, in America, uh, the black female for many years was always the, the person in the background behind the, the politicians, behind the men. But they have now been taken more forefront uh, once we uh, think that we can't with the minority you know, the laws. And that previously, when they said the minority, they thought of a black male. And now that now that they had the, you know, the black the female now is also more relevant. So some now corporations see they can have a black female and a black woman and create you no know, two you no know, you know, two people you know, two, two categories at the same time. And the white and the, and the, and the black females are now stepped up, and the men are somewhat stepped back. Believe it or not, in my opinion. Is there any response from you two ladies on that? I'm going to throw this to Trish. So, Trish, one of the things that Malcolm X said to us, reminded us of, and I think we have lived out as black women, is that black women have historically been the most disrespected and devalued human beings that exist on the face of the earth. So while we have made strides, we often are still treated as second-class citizens, um, not only by those that are others outside of our own communities, but those often within our communities as uh, as well. So, you know, what do you think of that, you know, hearing the, the comments previously made, but reflecting upon the statement of Malcolm and your lived experience, how have you found your lived experience to be to measure up, you know, in business um, and in your personal life? I'm, I'm just going to be completely transparent with you guys on this without getting on a soapbox. So... Being a divorced woman, I've been divorced for a number of years and decided to get back into the dating scene, it's very disheartening um, what I've encountered in terms of the lack of presence 
in the black men that I've met. And so what I'll say, a couple of things. Number one, um, the black men that I've encountered, and I'm not going to place labels because not everybody is this way, but they would like for me to remove the, the jewels from my crown to make it easier for them to carry, and I won't do that. Either that or they're asking for me to shrink and to... Um, they tend to devalue who I am and what I bring to the table as a businesswoman and as a companion. And I refuse to do that as well. And so I'm probably um, a, a, a little bit, um, I don't want to say emotional, but I just have a really strong position on that because I have yet to meet uh, men that will take their rightful place. Their rightful place in our homes, their rightful place in our communities, and their rightful place in our culture as African American people. And so it's just very disheartening. Um, and I understand Malcolm X and, and the things that he stood for and the things that he said. Um, but what I've experienced from a personal and from a business standpoint is very, very disheartening when it comes to our black and brown men. But what you're saying is, again, let me clear. I have three daughters uh, and who are married daughters, and I, and I say this to them, they all small because they were my they were my queens and still my queens. But but for them to, they, to watch them try to find men, okay, that they could respect or could they you know who would work with them and their level, because they all refused to go down. And so, in some cases, it took my my, my last daughter. Over 40 some almost 50 years before she found a man that she felt that you know, come up to her level. Like, like mm -hmm. you said, she refused to go down. She refused, you know, she wanted to go up in life. Right, absolutely. And this is Trish again, and I agree 100%. Instead of um, catching the vision that we have and joining our team and supporting us, and it's not to say um, that one has to walk behind the other, we can walk side by side and we can both mm -hmm. in. Uh, collectively. And so that has been a tremendous challenge. And the minute someone says, oh, okay, well, tell me about what you do. Okay, here I come blazing with all of the things that I'm involved in and all of the things that I'm passionate about and not just the things that exist currently, but the vision that I have for the future. And you can literally see them fold like a tooth. And so for that reason, I just have a little bit of a different thought and perspective on that um, because, again, I've encountered a lot of people in business and a lot of people professionally, and it's a resounding number of men that just refuse to take their rightful place as men in our community. And I wonder, that, this is Katina, and I love to jump in and give a little bit of pushback, and I, I always like to dig beneath the surface, and I understand that our lived experiences are just that, and so I honor that. Um, and I in no way mean for my comments to come off as if I don't, but I will say this, uh, and I love these organic conversations as well. I, I think we have to look beyond the surface and think about the lived experience of the men that we're talking about in this society, right, and the systems um, that are in place to actually dehumanize them and um, kind of cut them off at their knees and, and therefore impact our entire family unit and our relationship, right? And so, you know, I often ask, and I and I'm a I'm a mom I'm, I'm a mom of a boy, and I have grandsons, so I am partial to these young men, these these growing men, right? And I have a brother, and of course my dad, and all of the men um, that I absolutely love and adore. And I often, you know, wonder like, what is it that they're facing? Have we given them permission to tap into and share with us their vulnerabilities and their emotions? What is it that they're encountering on a day-to-day -day basis out in the world? You know, and then who has defined what their rightful place is, right? Are we buying into the misogynistic, patriarchal society in which we find ourselves, and therefore they don't know where they fit with that? Are we buying into a dictated view of what their role should be for us? Or are we taking it on a case-by-case -case basis and actually developing what relationship and family should look like for the two people who are in relationship with one another, right? And so I think that we have to have some of those deeper conversations and then give them permission 
to show up as their authentic selves, whether they're broken and or on the road to becoming whole and healed. And then all of us working collectively to be our best selves as we have relationship with one another. And I know that's harder to do, but we get older, more seasoned, and experienced in our lives because we feel like we have more years behind us than we do in front of us, and we certainly don't want to waste it, right? Um, playing games with folks that aren't serious about what it is that we're trying to accomplish. Be that in our homes, be that in our professional lives, be that in our communities, or our nation, as we're trying to move the ball forward for all of us as collective people. So I think it's a lot there to kind of chew on, uh, for sure. So I want to thank Trish, of course, for her comments. I want to thank, you know, MC um, as well for his comments. I would love to get back to, if we could, um, some of this work that you do, Trish, because it is absolutely phenomenal. And one of the things um, that I posted today in social media was this quote. And it says, a jack of all trades is a master of none, but oftentimes better than a master of one. So, you know, we cut that quote off in today's terms, and we think that's actually a negative to be a jack of all trades. But what I see for you is that you're mastering everything that you put your hand to. Do you feel that you're a jack of all trades, master of none? Do you feel like you're creative and you've just found these different ways? Um, to utilize this outlet for your creativity. Talk more about the things that you do and how they serve the people spirit. Yeah, most definitely. I, I don't feel like I'm the jack of all trades, master of none. I, I'm, I'm 51 years old. However, I know that there is still a lot to learn um, in life. And I, I have to kind of piggyback off of what you said before in terms of some of our life experiences. You know, I guess I'm just one of those people that I don't um, allow excuses to keep me from being my best self. Um, I feel like all of us have a, a divine purpose and reason for being here. Um, and as someone who has come from a background of poverty, and domestic violence, and drug and alcohol addiction, and sexual assault, I don't make excuses not to succeed and not to use anything that I've learned or any of my resources to make a difference in my community. And so I don't give out passes. And I know I don't have to market corners on struggles or being broken, but at the same time, I know that that's something that a lot of us has and if we allow that to hold us back, then we may, may as well all just lay down and do nothing. Um, so in terms of what I do and the things that I have accomplished, it's all surrounding my passion to be someone that makes a difference in the lives of other people, to leave a footprint and a legacy when I'm done here that means something. I don't believe we work, live, and just die, and that's it. I believe each of us has a responsibility to leave something behind. And so that's what I strive to do in making sure that everything I do um, is designed with the intention on making a difference in some way. And so with that being said, um, mastering none, being the jack of all trades is, is not part of it because I learn and grow and stretch myself daily. Um, and so I know that there's more to come. And I am just being led by God and the visions that he has given me and I'm just one of those people that will take it on, um, and I'd rather try and fail than not try at all. Love it. Awesome. Yes, for sure. So talk about this production you have coming up. You've written it, you're producing, you're directing, it's a play. I put in the chat for those that are long enough to listening in, this production um, is the name of the production company. And so tell us more about that production that's coming up. Yeah, most definitely. So I am super excited to be getting back on the stage. I'm not, a, I'm not an actor at all. However, um, I'm behind the scenes, like you said, writing, directing, and producing. So the productions that are coming up is actually two live theater productions in one weekend, a Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And one of those productions is called Another Woman Will. Now, Another Woman Will is a production that I did back in 2018 and came really close to selling out all three nights. 
And another woman will is basically the story of a pastor and his wife. The wife is a marketing executive who has got no time for her pastor husband because she is busy making that money and dealing with her marketing clients. Well, their housekeeper takes interest in the husband, and some things take place that cause the wife to change her viewpoint on life and how she treats her husband. So because it was so successful, I'm bringing it back to one night only, so those that missed it will have the opportunity to catch up. And then the other two nights will be the sequel called Another Man Will. And in this production, um, it's got so many moving parts. There's some Black Lives Matter stuff. There's some tensions between best friends. There's a lot that happens, and then you learn about what took place with that pastor and his wife years down the road. And so it's going to be a really great production. It's very, very thought-provoking, inspiring, and educational. And every everything that I do has... Um, that touch of inspiration and spirituality in it. So I'm super excited to be back on stage um, getting past 2020 and now on into 2021 with my production. And then I have an even, another amazing production coming for next year as well. Awesome. Are you still casting or have all of your spots um, been full? Still, I should say. Yes, they are all casted. Of course, I brought back the cast from the previous production for this one, and I feel very blessed and fortunate, even ahead of Tyler Perry and his time when he started out, because I literally have a pool of actors that I can pull from for my productions. And when he started out, he was he was bumming it, trying to make things happen. And so I feel very blessed to be a few years into my production company and having you know reached the point where I have a pool of actors that I can pull from. However, I am always looking for new talent. I'm always looking to cast new productions and um, I have one coming out next year and then I have one that I'm doing the year after that that has really got me frightened. But one of my friends said, Trisha, if you're scared, do it scared because that's where you're going to find your growth. And it's a production that I've written and it's called Massa. And it's basically about a master and, of course, in the slavery days where the master has his eyes fixated on one of the little slave girls, um, and we basically take our power back in this production. And so it's got, me very, it's got me very scared. Cancel culture, unfortunately, is a real thing, and I'm super nervous about it, but it's been placed on my heart to do it, so I'm going to do it and see where the, where the chips fall. I love it. I'm so excited. So you guys have heard it here. The production is coming up in September, written, produced, and directed by Chris Mitchell of These Me's Productions. So you have some, you have a clothing line out, you have a highway line out as well. So talk more about the inspiration for the um, clothing line, because what I heard you talk about, and it's so true, is that many of our children are suffering from juvenile diabetes. They don't get outside and play much anymore. They are obese or overweight. Um, and, and with that comes a lot of secondary illnesses and in the era of COVID, underlying health issues, be it for our children or adults in our community, the impact of COVID on the body, it is tremendous. So talk about their inspiration for the clothing line and then share with folks where they can order or find more about, um, about your, your product. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. So my inspiration with uh, the activewear line, it's called Go Baby Go Activewear. More than anything, Go Baby Go Activewear is a message, okay? Go Baby Go is a message to go, to keep moving, to keep propelling yourself forward, not just physically, but from a perspective of um, any goals that you're in pursuit of or anything that you want to accomplish in life, just keep going and keep putting one foot in front of the other. But first and foremost, go baby, go with the message. And secondly, it's cute and fun and stylish active where I feel like, once again, when you look good, you feel good. So when people put on some, a cute pair of Capri leggings and a cute matching tank top, you know, and they're out there running their errands or doing whatever they need to do, you just feel you feel good about who you are and what you have on. So that's what Go Baby Go is about. And they can find products um, on GoBabyGoActiveWear.com. And it ranges in size from 2T all the way up to youth extra large. So I've got uh, the gambit of sizes for young people, um, and it's just super, super exciting. And on the 
the cusp of Ish Eyewear, I'm launching next month Ish Clothing. And so Ish Clothing is easy to wear. It's, it's good-looking, easy-to-wear clothing um, that you don't have to put a whole lot of thought into, but you leave the house still feeling like a million bucks because you look like a million bucks. So you throw in your Ish Eyewear and your Ish Clothing and get your day started, and you can accomplish anything. So I'm super excited to be launching Ish Clothing in August. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. For those of you that are just tuning in, you are on Ferguson USA Hot Top Radio. And the name of the show is Guessing Summit of Kansas City. My name is Christina Taylor, an invited co-host, along with our guest, Trish Mitchell. And, of course, Guessing Summit of Kansas City the, the, is the brainchild of M.C. Richardson, um, uh, a giant in the Kansas City community, who has hosted this show for well over 20-plus years. Um, he also is the founder of UMA, United Minority Media Association. So if you'd like to learn more about UMA, you can uh, email MC at UMA74 at yahoo.com or call 816-822-8861. You can always go to the Ferguson USA Hot Talk Radio website to get MC shows and many others, but you can always catch him on Saturdays from 5 o'clock to 6 o'clock p.m. Central Standard Time. So, you know, Trish, you have blown my mind. I'm like, when does she sleep? Because <laughs> you do a million and one different things. Um, it's amazing and it's great. I've been on your website looking at all the amazing work that you do, um, and I'm just like, how does she do it? What, what sacrifices have you made to become the entrepreneur, the woman that you are? Well, one of those things is, like you've indicated, sleep. So very often I sacrifice sleep. I had an event last night and didn't get done with that event until almost 2 in the morning. <laughs> so some of, some of it can be sleep, but I understand the value in self-care. So I, I make every opportunity to take care of myself and um, get those breaks when I need them. And then I, I find balance in what I do. And while it sounds like a lot and it may be overwhelming, um, it's very balanced. You know, with the magazine being literally my production, for stage plays are annually, um, and my other business go on day to day. But I can balance those things out. When I do my life coaching sessions, you know, that's one of the good things about owning your own business. You kind of call the shots and how much you work and for how long. And so I've been able to do that. One thing I don't sacrifice is family time and time with the people that I love and care about. Right now I'm at my granddaughter's one-year birthday party, and I stepped away to, to talk to you guys. And so I definitely make sure to carve out time for the people that I love and care about. Um, that is the root of who I am, and so I won't ever sacrifice in that area. But very often I've been known to sacrifice a little bit of self-care, um, but I try to make up for it when I can. Good. I'm glad to hear that because self-care is important. And being a life coach, uh, look at that perfect segue, <laughs> you know that as well. So let's talk about your life coaching business. Um, and if I remember correctly, it is called Limited, Limitless Life Coaching. So congratulations on your recent certification. And I want to hear more about this work that you're doing around giving free coaching sessions to people who have been displaced from employment during the era of COVID. That's such a noble um, thought to do, and I don't know how many people have even thought about it. But and, and a lot of people don't know where to turn. They don't know where the next meal is coming from. They're not, not sure how they're going to pay that mortgage or that rent. They want to get back to work, but they also, I think, have realized in this era of COVID that they haven't been possibly underpaid, um, not valued, and so as they re-enter the workforce, they are looking for something different. Talk about the services that you provide to your clients. Yeah, most definitely. So Limitless Life Coaching um, actually is a, a business that I launched during the, the pandemic. I launched two new businesses during the pandemic. Um, but Limitless Life Coaching, um, I specialize in a growth mindset. And so my coaching style is catered to the needs of my clients. And so anyone that comes to me that is feeling like they're in a position where they're stuck, 
Um, a lot of those people who have been displaced and, and lost their jobs due to COVID are at a position now where it's like, okay, now what? Now what do I do? So they're feeling like they're stuck. They don't know um, where to go, where to turn. And so my job is to, first of all, tap into their mindset and help them see that there is a different way that they can think about what is going on currently and what their situation looks like, and then to help them set a goal and to hold them accountable for attaining the goals and the steps that we set. And so it's all designed to get them to where they want to be, to help them to self-discover any roadblocks or any obstacles that might be in their way, and to talk to them and give them tools they can use to overcome those obstacles so that they can get out there and be their best selves and go for whatever it is they want to do, whether it's to gain employment through an employer or to start their own businesses or whatever they would like to do, help them establish goals and hold them accountable for getting there. So it is a free service that I offer each of the clients get eight weeks of sessions with me. Um, where we do set goals, all of the material is provided to them at no cost. So I have journals for them. I have a workbook that we work out of and then ask some deep, thought-provoking questions to help them self-discover some things that may be going on that's holding them back. Um, and it's, a, it's been really, really great, and it's really made a difference in the lives of a lot of people that have just felt like, okay, I don't know what to do next or where to turn to get them to start really, really thinking about what it is they want to do and holding them accountable for getting there. That is absolutely amazing. I love the fact that you are not limiting your coaching services to those that want to re-enter the workforce, but you're also talking about the, talking to those that may be exploring the path to entrepreneurship as well, right? Taking their passion and turning it into profit. Um, I think for so long, a lot of people thought that they couldn't do it. But again, in COVID, um, in changing administrations, a lot of folks have, um, you know, decided that, hey, I can do something different or I can certainly position myself to have multiple streams of revenue coming in. And so I love the fact that you are not ignoring that and you are actually pouring into those people and not dictating for them the direction that they want to go, but certainly saying these are the tools that I have to share with you. Use them in the way that you can fit. Let's get a plan together and let's move forward. I will say that I don't know if you are aware, Trish, um, or MC, um, that women, black women in particular, are the fastest growing demographic and we outpace every other demographic of people in the nation in regards to starting businesses. Wow. So were you aware that um, the, um, the Federal Reserve Bank recently put out a report um, about that? I happen to be featured in the report as one of the entrepreneurs here in Kansas City. And um, I, I think that most of us often start businesses in eras like this. There's been a shift in the economy. We realize that we have to do something that's extending to take care of ourselves and our families. And out of that, we will take our passions oftentimes and turn them into businesses. Were you aware of that? Can you speak to that? And what are you seeing with your particular coaching client in the area of entrepreneurship versus returning to work? Wow. I mean, first of all, those numbers are staggering. I mean, that is really, really staggering to me. And no, I was not aware of that. But it just, it excites me. <laughs> For whatever reason, it really, really excites me. I think that we are, are somehow conditioned, you know, to see things through. And it just makes me super excited to know that so many of us are taking our passions and turning those into profit. Um, and we're actually seeing it through, you know, not just starting something and then letting the wheels fall off of it, but seeing it through. I just think that is absolutely remarkable. Uh, as it relates to coaching, I am seeing a lot of my clients seriously considering not re-entering the workforce in the traditional sense, but actually starting their own businesses and talking to them about what is it that you do that you're passionate about that you can turn into an actual business and, get, and seeing the aha moments when they realize, oh, I make the best uh, sweet potato pies or I make the best uh, chocolate cake or whatever the case may be, and, and learning and understanding how they can take something like that and turn it into um, 
profits for them for them and their families. And so it's been really remarkable. And I have to say I've had quite a few of them um, that have made the decision to take the leap from um, going back into the workforce as they were pre-COVID and pursuing their own business. Or if they are going back into the workforce, doing that part-time and using those funds to fund their new ventures and to fund their own businesses. So that has been so, so, so exciting. So, yeah. And that is Yes, and that is the, the traditional route that many of us take, is that we will continue to work that part-time or full-time job and utilize the funds from that to actually fund our dreams. And so it is it's always awesome to see. I'm looking at the time. We're about 5.54. I want to remind everyone that's just tuning in or that has been with us, this is Ferguson USA Hot Talk Radio, and you are listening to Trish Mitchell, Katina Taylor, the invited co-host today. Taking kind of the seat over the steering wheel away from our illustrious founder of Guess Who's Coming to Kansas City, and that is MC Richardson, who has been the host of this show for well over 20 plus years. First on KKFI 90.1 Radio FM in Kansas City, and now, of course, in Ferguson, USA Hot Talk Radio. Um, Ira, is Jermaine on the line? No, he's not. No, he's not. Okay, well, well, we'll continue on um, and just let people know that you can catch um, Guess Who's Coming to Kansas City every Saturday from 5 o'clock p.m. to 6 o'clock p.m. Central Standard Time. You can always go to the Ferguson USA Hot Talk Radio website to pull up the archived ver- visions of the show. And then, of course, I see Ira. Um, I'm, oh, you are the president. Okay of um, the Missouri Black Chamber, so I love, love, love learning about that and hearing about that. If you want to reach out to MC, who is also the founder of UMA, the United Minority Media Association, you can reach him at 816-822-8866, or you can email him at umma74, spelled out, at yahoo.com. This has been such an exciting um opportunity to get to know you, Trish. It's really interesting because what I didn't realize is that, and I don't know if MC knew either, but I'm sure he does because he knows you, right? Um, That Angela believes, who also has been a volunteer, a former board member of KKSI Radio, was featured in your magazine. Um, So it's always great to see people we know. Um, How can, how, what are you working on in your next issue? That's what I wanted to ask you because we had a short dialogue, and I believe that one of our aides, Mr. Kevin Hart and his team, may be um, making an appearance um, <laughs> in your upcoming issue. I hope I didn't put that out there too soon, but it's a possibility, so go for it and tell us what's coming up. Yes, most definitely. I am super excited. So I am in talk currently uh, with um, his PR people uh, for getting an interview with Kevin Hart and having him be uh, on the cover of the October issue of All Black Everything magazine. So I am super excited. My goal is to have him share his story of success and how he got there. You know, he's gone through the trenches and um, he's able to, he's been able to make a name for himself. And so I believe that it's something that we can all take from his story. And so I would really, really like to have him featured as my cover um, and get that story out there in the community. And so, yeah, we're currently having some conversations about that and I'm looking forward to getting that um, scheduled with him and getting that interview out. So, yeah, that's very, very exciting. Um, I work with a great columnist. Uh, his name is E.A. Hawthorne. He writes these amazing financial columns for me about the black dollar and what it means in our community, and it's just absolutely phenomenal. It's something that I feel like everybody can take something away from, and so I'm looking forward to having him um, write another article for me. So, yeah, it's a one-stop shop for information, um, advertising, and uh, products and services you may need, and then hopefully some uh, celebrities Well, ladies, I really hate for us to conclude our show today because it's been very, oh man, very exciting. And Attorney Taylor, you act like you've been doing this before. You've been doing a good job. But the only thing, let me correct y'all, Uma is in Arizona. Yuma is the one here, United Minority Media Association. 
tell them how you can be reached. I want to first give it to Trish and she's our guest. Trish, tell people how they can reach out to you and become involved. Maybe it's in a production. Maybe it's a featured guest writer in the magazine. Maybe they have something to add and they need to be on the cover. So tell the people how they can reach out and give more information or connect with you. Yeah, most definitely. So the best way to reach out to me is through Trish Mitchell on Facebook. Um, All Black Everything Magazine also has this Facebook page. Or they can visit the website allblackeverythingmagazine.com if they are interested in being featured or if they have any thoughts or articles and the information they'd like to add uh, to the magazine. Limitless Life Coaching is limitlesslifecoachingservices.com and it's eyewear is it's eyewear.com. And, of course, my name, again, is Katina Taylor. The name of my company is Dreams Consulting, where I work with a fine or early-stage entrepreneur so that their foundation is solid. Nothing can stand on a sinking foundation. I am your liberator. I call my company Dreams because I want to liberate folks to do, be, create all that they can. Um, and, of course, the nonprofit that I lead is Elements of Education Kansas City. Um, you can find us on Facebook, and we support African-American women in the education space, no matter where they sit in that space. So that's how you can reach me. MCN has been such a pleasure. Trish, I look forward to you and I doing some great things together in the future, so be looking out for me to touch base with you soon. Absolutely. I look forward to that as well. Thank you. Well, you know, this has been a great show, and in the very new future, uh, you guys will become members of the United Minority Media Association, and we're going to reach out to everyone, not only locally, uh, statewide, regionally, but also national, and both you ladies are asset, and I'm quite sure that the uh, Missouri Black Chamber would like to get in contact with them. Right, Ira? Uh, yes, sir. Uh, anything that black business is related to, uh, we want to help them grow their business. I'm looking forward to it. Again, thank you, MC. It has been such a pleasure. It's an honor to um, share the mic, <laughs> the spotlight um, with you. I have learned a lot over the years, and um, Ira, it's been a pleasure. So I look forward to working with the Missouri Black Chamber of Commerce as well. Likewise. Okay, next week our show is entitled Law Enforcement. And we are extending the invitation to the Jackson County Sheriff. He's been on my show numerous times. And we're trying to locate the new guy. He worked in Missouri too, but the new KCK uh, Chief of Police. And it's a young lady by the name of Paula Thompson, too, with the media department. Now she is a top-notch person in the North Patrol in KC, Missouri. So be sure to tune in. And thank you, Mr. Scott Owen. I didn't hear you say anything, but I guess you was busy uh, taking down this valuable information that the two ladies and I are provided to us today. Yes, sir. So that's it. Talk at you.